0: To worship at Hollywood United Methodist Church in Harmony, Toluca Lake. We are glad that you have joined us on this Fourth of July Sunday. Let us now join our hearts and our minds together as we listen to our worship leader from Harmony, Toluca Lake, Melinda Hale, offer "Lift Every Voice and Sing."
1: Every voice.
2: let us take a deep breath in and let it out as we enter into this time of prayer. Let us pray. O Holy God, on this July 4th, what is marked as Independence Day of celebration, we express to you our gratitude for the blessings of this nation. Yet as we do so, Help us to stay humble enough to know you are truly the God of all nations. While celebrations may indeed ensue, may we ever be mindful of the worthy in your eyes inherited that's entrusted to us from ages past. Parent God, may we honor the dignity and divinity of each and every person as you have made us in your glorious image. And in that honoring of, strengthen us to resolve to act justly, to care for the weak, to defend the persecuted, and to foster freedom and peace, especially for our marginalized siblings. May our actions, may our hearts reflect the loving, compassionate character of you. Creator, Redeemer, and Sustainer, we lay before you the ways in which we have fallen short. And we come before you with all that is going on in our lives and in the lives of those who are around us with COVID-19 and its variants Asking you to calm the turbulent waters that toss us about and that your peace, which passes all understanding, pours over all of us so we come to fully know your amazing grace. Eternal one, there are many for whom we pray including the residents of the damaged Champlain Towers South Condominium Building in Surfside, Florida, their their families and loved ones. Within the Hollywood UMC community, we lift up Richard Settle after his surgery this past Friday, and we pray for his well-being, his healing and recovery of health. And we pray for those who mourn Michael Heath, And within the Harmony community, we lift up Brittany Walden and her husband Clayton on the passing of Brittany's dad. And we lift up Vijay Aritahari as he grieves the passing of his beloved grandmother. For individuals not specifically named at this time, we pray for those dealing with issues of health, those dealing with loss, those dealing with the wounds and hurts caused by this broken world. While we share concerns, Spirit God, we also express joys. We rejoice with Elliot Lawrence from the Harmony community who was hired as music director for the Instructional School of Rock in Orange County. We rejoice he is doing what makes his heart sing. And his love of music is being shared with others for inspiration. Knowing that all good gifts come from you, we shout our praises, we lift up our celebrations and our joys. Hallelujah. And now, friends, with humble reverence, let us say the prayer taught to us by our Savior, Jesus Christ. Our Creator, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Amen.
0: We are so glad that you have joined us for worship this day, especially because it is a joint service between Hollywood and Harmony Toluca Lake. Next Sunday, Harmony Toluca Lake will return to their uh, Zoom worship, and we will continue in our Crossflick sermon series. But next week is a very special day because our new associate pastor, Bridie Roberts, who is not new to us, as she's been our candidate for ministry for some years, will be joining us in worship. And between 1230 and 2, you are welcome to come by the Hollywood campus, come into our air-conditioned gym, greet Bridie, and we're even going to have cake. Amen. Amen to cake. All right. I I see a bunch of people up here saying, yay, cake. So come by and say hi to Bridie and greet her and let's officially welcome her uh, to our church staff. She's only quarter time, but boy, what a powerful quarter time ministry she will have among us. All that we do here is made possible by you, by your prayers and your presence, your service, your witness, and your financial gifts. As this pandemic continues on uh, and recovery is beginning, we hope that you are in a good place and that the Spirit will lead you to continue to give. So that we might not just continue our ministries online and in person in September, but expand them so that we can really fulfill the mission that God has for us here in the heart of Hollywood and in Toluca Lake.
1: away it's on the british side in georgia he's trying to keep the colonies in line but he can keep all of georgia theodosia she's mine love doesn't discriminate between the sinners and the saints it takes and it takes and it takes and we can be loving anyway we laugh and we cry and we break and we make our mistakes and if there's a reason i'm by side when so many have tried i'm willing to wait my mother was a genius my father commanded respect and when they died they left no instructions just a legacy to protect cause death doesn't discriminate between the sinners and the saints it takes and it takes and it takes and we keep living anyway we rise and we fall and we break and we make our mistakes and if there's a reason I'm still alive when everyone who loves me has died. I'm willing to wait for it. I'm willing to wait. Still, I ain't still in line and away, Cause everyone faces an endless uphill climb. They have something to prove, they have nothing to lose. Everyone's pace is relentless, they waste no time. What is it like in their shoes? And discriminate between the sinners and the saints it takes and it takes and we rise and we fall and we make our mistakes and if there's a reason I'm still alive when everyone around me has died I'm willing to wait for it wait for it
3: following is a reading from Paul's letter to the Galatians, chapter five. Christ has set us free for freedom. Therefore, stand firm and don't submit to the bondage of slavery again. You were called to freedom, brothers and sisters, and don't let this freedom be an opportunity to indulge in your selfish impulses, but serve each other through love. All the law has been fulfilled in a single statement. Love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour each other, be careful that you don't get eaten up by each other. I say, be guided by the Spirit and won't carry out your selfish desires. A person's selfish desires are set against the Spirit, and the Spirit is set against one's selfish desires. They are opposed to each other, so you shouldn't do whatever you want to do. But if you are being led by the Spirit, You aren't under the law. The actions that are produced by selfish motives are obvious since they include sexual immorality, moral corruption, doing whatever feels good, idolatry, drug use, and casting spells, hate, fighting, obsession, losing your temper, competitive opposition, conflict, selfishness, group rivalry, jealousy, drunkenness, partying, and other things like that. I warn you as I have already warned you that those who do these kinds of things won't inherit God's kingdom. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against things like this. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the self with its passions and its desires. If we live by the Spirit, then let's follow the Spirit. Word of God, words of life, thanks be to God.
0: This morning, we begin our annual summer sermon series entitled Crossflix. We're examining films from all genres during July and August, classic, documentary, award-winning, animated, and we're discovering where faith intersects with film. This is really my favorite sermon series of the year because it gives us the opportunity to introduce the concept of finding faith and spirituality in secular society to our friends and family who may not be particularly religious or may have a deep-seated suspicion of organized religion, but who are open to those values of faith that are important to us in this congregation. Now, just a heads up that next week I'll be preaching on the film, My Octopus Teacher, which won the Oscar for Best Documentary Feature earlier this year. You can find it on Netflix. The cinematography is amazing, and the film really preaches itself. Well, today our film is not a documentary, but it is based on historic events from the end of the 18th century. Hamilton by Lin-Manuel Miranda was first a Tony Award-winning musical, and it's now a film on Disney+, Plus featuring the original Broadway cast. It's the story of the life of Alexander Hamilton, one of the nation's founding fathers and the first secretary of the treasury. Let's watch the trailer.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show.
1: Then you provide, you
4: provide. You provide. You provide. You always always. This is Hamilton.
0: came to Broadway what did you think of when you heard the name Aaron uh, Alexander Hamilton I'm quite sure it began with the name Aaron Burr and duel, but perhaps there's more maybe you thought hmm he's the guy on the $10 bill or as we mentioned before the first secretary of the Treasury maybe you also knew he was one of the predominant authors of the Federalist Papers But did you also know that he was born in the Caribbean? That he created our nation's banking system? Did you know that he he invented and began the U.S. Coast Guard? He founded the New York Post, and before all that, he served as an aide-de-camp to General, not President, but General George Washington. As Miranda has has Hamilton proclaim, immigrants, we get the job done. It seemed fitting to focus on Hamilton this Independence Day weekend. Miranda is known for saying about Hamilton, this is a story about America then, told by America now. An article in the Atlantic Monthly, published in 2015, before the show opened, before its historic accolades, opined that works of art have long informed how people understand the past and Hamilton is no exception. His show follows the trajectory of Hamilton's life from an orphaned upbringing in the West Indies to his death at the hands of Aaron Burr. Hamilton's core elements, its hip-hop and R&B inspired music, and its racially diverse cast are geared specifically towards making history as relatable as possible. Hamilton has the potential to strongly influence the way Americans think about the early republic. For one thing, it understands Thomas Jefferson to be a deeply flawed individual. It presents an American history in which women and people of color share the spotlight with the founding fathers. The primarily black and Hispanic cast reminds audiences that American history is not just the history of white people. And frequent allusions to slavery serve as constant reminders that just as the revolutionaries were fighting for their freedom, slaves were being held in bondage. We know that for too long our schools and even colleges who say they are progressive have taught American history as a whole, but especially the revolutionary war as only the history of white people. And they've defined freedom as only through the lenses of white males. So this morning, we're going to look at what freedom really means for us as a nation, as a diverse people reflecting the panoply of God's good creation, and for us as followers of the risen Christ. For Hamilton, freedom came in many forms. As one who helped to found a new nation, he believed it came from small government. In one of the Federalist papers he penned, he even argued against the Bill of Rights, saying it was unnecessary. (laughs) I'm really glad he didn't win that one. As an immigrant who was not granted membership in the Church of England because his parents never married, he understood stigma and rejection because he himself experienced it. And while he personally opposed slavery, he was willing to compromise his personal beliefs and his policy positions to further his political aspirations at the expense of the freedom that he would have been able to gain for those who were enslaved. You see, Hamilton thought in this new nation he was free, but ultimately, He was bound by his ambition and his pride and his ego. Our epistle reading this morning is from Paul's letter to the Galatians, who writes that as equals all of us, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Earlier on in the epistle, he's told us that there is neither Jew nor Greek neither slave nor free, neither male nor female, for we are all one in Christ Jesus. But what does that mean? Especially because Paul is not writing to an easy church. The folks at the church in Galatia were not of one mind at all. One faction was made up of those who thought it imperative to adhere to the requirements of religious ritual, the most significant of which was circumcision. That crowd would have said that freedom in Christ is, it's, it's all well and good, but they felt much more secure remaining inside the law and following every single one of those purity codes. Paul believes that if the Galatians allow themselves to be circumcised, Christ will be of no benefit to them. They will be obliged to obey the entire law, and in seeking to be justified by the law, will be cut off from Christ. Now, the other main faction was made up of those who believed that freedom in Christ meant license to not only reject any need to follow the law or the purity codes, they thought freedom could, meant that you could do whatever you very well pleased without a thought or consideration for anyone else. Paul was passionately convinced that observing the ritual or not observing it ultimately was of no consequence. But for Paul, the bottom line was was that life in Christ means that we trust in God's gift of righteousness. As David Lowe's puts it, the only thing that counts is faith working through love. Now later on the chapter, Paul identifies what faith working through love looks like. The fruits of the Spirit as listed here, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. These are the fruits that will feed our true selves. These are the fruits that will feed our community. These are the fruits that will feed the world. But they come out of understanding what it means to live in the freedom that only, only Christ can give For you were called to freedom, brothers and sisters. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for self-indulgence, Paul says. But through love, become servants to one another. Freedom from isn't to be equated with libertarianism. Paul's message to the Galatians is for them to experience and celebrate their freedom. The freedom for benefit of others. Freedom for the community. Freedom for this world. And that I believe is how we too must identify freedom this Independence Day. That our freedom compels us to work for the best of all of God's people. That with freedom comes the responsibility, the calling to seek justice for the least and the lost among us. Now, you and I, we may not be another Alexander Hamilton. That's okay. We may not have the same gift for speaking or the same energy or the same drive that he had or the same kinds of political connections and opportunities. But here's what I do know. We can make a difference in building up good community wherever we are in whatever station in life we are at. We too can use our freedom to speak out for peace with justice to love our neighbor as ourselves, within our own households and church and in the world around us. In the 18th century, Alexis de Tocqueville wrote, in the context of noting the importance of community and democracy, when the past no longer illuminates the future, the spirit walks in darkness. The good news for us this Independence Day is that we have a nation after a year of reckoning with systemic racism, we have decided that we will allow the entirety of our past, including those painful soul-wrenching parts that we'd prefer to skip right on over, we will allow the entirety of our past to illuminate our future as going forward, our nation has decided we will commemorate Juneteenth as a national holiday. Now, there are forces out there, and they are strong, that would have us forget the reality of slavery, that would have us ignore or diminish the systemic racism of today. There are forces out there, forces of evil, family, which would seek to deny the franchise to people of color through restrictive voting laws that we can easily call Jim Crow 2.0, and we are seeing them happen in many states before our eyes. But as people of faith, we pledge that we will stand against those forces because we are free. The freedom Christ gives us is not freedom for self-indulgence or for being right or for winning at all costs. Instead, the freedom Christ gives us is freedom from self for service to others. Christ gives us the freedom in which life in community for all people and all means all flourishes. We simply have to respond affirmatively to that freedom and work for its reality for all God's children. Or, as I think Hamilton would put it, we're not throwing away our shot for freedom for all God's children. In a moment, We will gather around the table of grace and freedom and hope, the table set by the one who told us to love God and love one another. But first, because works of art inform us on how we see the past, we will close with a poem, with a poetic blessing for Juneteenth, which was offered at annual conference a couple of weeks ago by our friend and our colleague, the Reverend Dr. Cedric Bridgeforth. Amen.
5: What is this thing called freedom? When liberation seems too far a distant dream, what is forward progress when those around us encourage commonality and despise peculiarity? What is a celebration long overdue when economies, policies, and normalcies enjoyed by others come at the hands of your own sacrifice? Who is the victor? What are the spoils in this quest for emancipation? Shall we walk together, children, and not be weary? Shall we walk together, children, and not grow tired? Shall we walk together, children, and never leave another behind? But what of the one with no legs or no will to fight? no voice to call out from any wilderness, no dream to defer any longer. Yet there is light ahead. There is light piercing through the veils of uncertainty, of dis-ease, of division, of defiance, and of oppression. So we cheer. We learn, we grow, we give our best. We expect all to join hands, hearts, and voices in the spirit of our ancestors who sang when the sun beat down on them, who worked while the sun rose and set on the sweat of their brow, who could only hope against all hope that a day like today would come when those who labored would be honored for the work done in earnestness, when those who relented their own stake in society to allow others to prosper on the backs of their toil, expecting nothing in return, but a chance to be free, to be freed, to know life in freedom's great land. This is our opportunity. May we capture it. May we embrace it. May we know our role in it. May we highlight our blackness and not be dismissed as separatists. May we share in the moment of light and know it is not an end or a beginning. No, it is a continuation of the toil, the sweat, the quest for liberation of all peoples who suffer. So bless us, O God, on the acknowledgement of Juneteenth as a holiday, not as a day not to work, but a day to acknowledge the work behind and ahead. May we commit ourselves to the ideals and activities that advance the cause of equity, justice, mercy, and grace in this life. May we live out of a core of humanity that only knows compassion and care for the least of these. And in our calculations, know that whenever and as long as there is a least of these, there in their eyes, hands and voices, is a call for repentance, opportunities for reparations, and options for renewal. God, great one of heaven and creator of all that is. May your light of love and rays of hope be upon these, your people, this Juneteenth, knowing in this moment there are those who may finally hear the message of liberation sounded aloud to the captives. Be free, be free, your light has come. Be strong in the Lord. Seek peace and pursue it. Give of yourselves without losing your dignity or humanity ever again. Bless this day of celebration and this season of reckoning as we do our business, not as usual, but as liberated people who will study war no more. In the spirit and hope of my ancestors and in the name of God's Son, I offer this Juneteenth prayer and blessing. Amen.
6: Break bread together on our knees. Let us break bread together. face to the rising sun.
7: Before I begin to offer the blessing over the elements for our sacred meal, I want to share with you that just recently, here in the sanctuary, we held a memorial service for our beloved brother Emilio, who used to sit right there every Sunday. And what I didn't know until that day was that in the early 1960s, Emilio and his family came here from Cuba to escape the oppression of the Castro era. So today, I am wearing a stole that a woman friend of mine gave me not long ago. She is a theologian and a professor in Cuba. And she said this stole was made by women in Cuba who were so grateful for the Christian community and the Christian witness that stood in solidarity with them, alongside them in their days of oppression. So we remember again, as we have heard throughout the service today, that indeed Jesus is the true liberator who brings us freedom to live, to love, to serve in community throughout our lives. And so as we prepare this meal, we remember that Jesus gathered with his friends in an upper room. And he took bread, he gave thanks to God, and he broke the bread, and said to his friends, take and eat, for this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, during the supper, he took a cup. Once again, he gave thanks to God, and he offered the cup to his friends. And he said, drink of this, for this is the blood of the new covenant that was poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. As often as you drink this, do so in remembrance that Christ died for you. And so, brothers and sisters, We remember these mighty acts of Jesus Christ and we pray here that God will pour out the Holy Spirit upon those of us who are gathered and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make these gifts the body and blood of Christ that we might be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. Yes, we pray in this moment. By your spirit, O God, make us one with Christ and one with each other and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at the heavenly banquet. We will prepare now for our friends who are here in the sanctuary, those who have been a part of helping the worship service to come and receive. They'll receive a plate with a cup and a wafer as the gifts of God are here for the people of God. Come now and receive a blessing. go forth into this week. Go forth indeed knowing that it is Christ who sets us free, and we aren't really free until all of us are free. So may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit make you free and full of the fruits of the Spirit as you go forth into this week. Amen.